the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Hey. So, Dave. What up, Lou? I gotta switch it up sometimes. (laughs) I I can't say the same thing every time. I know. I say the same thing, but whatever. That's That's just me. (laughs) Um... We do have a fun topic on the show today, but before we dive into yes. that, I, I do want your opinion on the uh, Fear Street trilogy that recently aired. Uh, Tom and I did a, yes, a, a series I, of minisodes. I've been listening. Yeah, we, had a, we have a series of minisodes, and we've been sort of reviewing them. We're not really a review podcast yeah, normally. Just, well, technically. You're just, you're, just t- <laughs> you're just grazing them a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we're just kind of, you know, giving our thoughts because I, f- I felt it did fit the whole, like, spooky nostalgia, sure. horror nostalgia aspect with it being very loosely based on an R.L. Bo- uh, Stein book For series. Sure. But, yeah, I just wanted your opinion on the uh, trilogy as a whole. Okay. All right. So, let me try to break this down as easy as I can. Um, I am a big R.L. Stein fan. I've been reading the Goosebump books since they came out. Um, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, are the Fear Street books, do they predate Goosebump books? Yes. They do, right? Okay. Yeah, Fear Street I was, was reading like 89, I think. Before yeah, Fear Goosebumps. Street was late 80s, yeah. Okay. I can't tell you a plot to any of the Fear Street books. I did have, <laughs> I have a bunch of them. Um, yeah. the Halloween Night 2 cover, I use as reference for the Halloween tattoo I have on my arm. Yes. Um, that's on my left sleeve. So... I, I do love the Fear Street series. Now, with that being said, this trilogy of films, uh, the first one was entertaining. 1994 was entertaining. I don't think it's amazing. <laughs> I don't think it's anything groundbreaking. Yes. I think it's like a roller coaster ride <laughs> that you're just expecting to have fun with it. So, part two, 1978, I like that one the most. I thought that was the most mm-hmm. grounded, the most thought through installment of Mm -hmm. this uh, trilogy. Okay. So I think they nailed the whole camp thing really well. And honestly, it could have just worked as its own slasher film that took place at a camp. Honestly, that's that's, that's how I feel about it. Now, this third one, this is my whole gripe with the entire thing is this (laughs) third one. 1666. First off, it's very obvious they were trying to do some sort of cash-in on the witch. And <laughs> it looks like it. It fucking feels like it. It's shot like it. I'll say this. The sh- it's shot beautifully. It looks great. I agree. I agree with that, too. You know, I'm not going to take away from it. I'm not, I don't even really want to shit on this because it's someone's film. They put a lot of work into this. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I thought this one was the absolute worst of the trilogy. <laughs> um, I, I, it just didn't, it, I, I was editing photos while I was watching it the whole time. And I'm just like, like, that's how I know. Like, I don't care for this. You were bored. And I was very bored. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this whole installment should have just, th- th- this entire thing, they should have just made it about the books. You know, they should have chose yeah. a book and redid it as mm-hmm. a film. I agree. They they kind of just used, they, they just used the books as a a name I guess they just wanted it to be I guess they wanted that R L Stein name attached to it because it really has nothing to do with the books they're referenced like twice 
a few times. There's a couple of Easter eggs, but not much in the actual right. trilogy. Yeah. So, yeah, it it wasn't it, <laughs> on my letterboxed review. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna butcher what I wrote, but I basically wrote the best part about this installment was the Bone Thugs and Harmony song they used uh, when the guys <laughs> yeah. driving. <laughs> yeah, that was the only. I was like, oh shit, they got some Mo Murders playing. Okay. But um, <laughs> that was it. I Honestly, did notice I that too. Didn't care for this. <laughs> did not care for it. Would never watch again. Uh, and that's yeah. That, that's what I have to say about the Fear Street series. I think it. I think it was a a, a cash crop for honestly. Yeah, that's what I think it was. This whole thing. I, I said this on the podcast, and I don't want to. I don't want to be redundant, but I'll mention it briefly now that you and I are talking about it. From what I from what I could see on like social media and what people were saying about the movies. It seems like people under the age of like 30 loved it. People in their like 30s and 40s didn't like this. I don't know why that is. I I think I can figure that out. Yeah, you know, the 90s aspect of the show I felt was very forced. And I'm a guy that loves Stranger Things. And some people say that about Stranger Things. I don't think Stranger Things... Was is that in your face when it comes to the eighties? Obviously, they are they are in your face because it's set during the eighties. But I felt like this uh, this Fear Street trilogy was way more kind of let in me, your face with the nineties stuff. Let me help you with the way you're trying to describe this. Stranger Things is way more organic. Yes. Fear Street is not. Fear Street is on is, is forced, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's about it. Yeah. Looks great. It's got a cool yeah. score. It's got cool choice of, of music, which is shoved down your throat. But oh, 100%. that's you know, but you know that's they're they're trying to cash in on nostalgia because nostalgia is huge. It's been on the rise for years now. Yeah, it's you know, look, it's it's cool. I, I again, I don't want to go again. Go listen to uh, Tom and I's uh, reviews of each. I have to listen to the last one. I haven't listened to that one yet. Oh yeah, it's uh, I didn't hate, I didn't hate any of them. I didn't love. Don't get me wrong, I didn't love them either. I wanted to enjoy them a little more than I did. Um, I didn't hate the last one as much as you did, or dislike it. I don't want to use the word hate because hate is strong, but uh, I didn't dislike it as much as you. Tom didn't like the last one either. He 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 enjoyed. He enjoyed the second one. Um, yeah. Like we did. That was my favorite one too. Uh, Nineteen seventy. Feels the most like a film. Yes, it's the more. It's the most authentic. I feel when it right. came to absolutely the time period and the type of story they were trying to tell. And I believe Tom said it. He said it best. He said that that installment felt the most uh, not I, not isolated, but it felt like its own story that didn't rely too much. On the 1994 segment and the 1666 segment, even though it's right. connect, connected, obviously, but it felt a little separated. But, you know, I think it's cool. I hope they do it again. I hope they, you know, maybe a different type of story, something else. Um, yeah. I, I, I wish and I, and, I, and I know I didn't say this on the uh, on the mini and the mini sods of the podcast. Um I, the only thing I wish was it was more of a slasher film. It gets a slasher film, but it's also very supernatural because of the witch. But I wish it was just kind of like a supernatural slasher film that you find out at the end it was supernatural. That would have been kind of cool. Right. But you know right. very early on in the first episode that it's a supernatural slasher, which did exist in the 80s and stuff. So, so one last thing I do want to say about uh, 1978. 
it's the most standalone. That's what I think we're yes, trying to say. That's it's the, the word. most standalone yes. segment of the trilogy. Yes. Yes. And again, and I get and I, I think the reason why people I guess in our age demographic or whatever enjoyed that one the most is because it reminded us of Sleepaway Camp and Friday the thirteenth and any camp the burning, any camp set slasher film that movie felt like that so i think that's why we all were just kind of like that's our favorite one you know we also haven't Absolutely. had like a new friday the 13th movie in like 10 years or 12 years or something like that that's so okay that's <laughs> people all right were, people were thirsty for a uh a uh, uh, camp camp set slasher. also let's not forget madman because that is a great slasher film oh madman's fucking awesome too it's been a while it's been a yes. minute since i've watched that one good one to, uh, very good revisit one. that one that is a good one all right, Dave. So, so the main topic on the show today is going to be some of our favorite Halloween costumes from a TV series or film. In the past, we've talked about like our favorite Halloween scenes from movies that aren't necessarily Halloween films. And that was kind of fun. And we've also talked about some of our personal favorite Halloween costumes we've worn in the past. Mm-hmm. So I thought this would be a fun topic to cover because I honestly I don't see too, I don't I don't hear or see too many articles written about like your favorite costumes from a movie like that's not something you see too much so I thought that'd no. be an interesting uh, topic. So Dave, hit us with your first pick. Ellie Creed was the only one that lived. Then one night, she freaks out, <laughs> hacks up the grandparents with an axe. Police found her licking the brains off the blade. Yeah. Threw in the psycho ward. All she could say were two words. Pet cemetery. So just to rewind a bit about going back to movies that not necess- that aren't necessarily a Halloween film but have a Halloween scene, this is a perfect example. <laughs> My first pick is a perfect example of that. And I'm gonna I'm not going to go into detail with this scene because I, I, I do want to cover this in the future. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep it brief, but here it goes. So one of my favorite costumes is from the movie Pet Cemetery 2, which was released <laughs> on August 28th, 1992, directed by Mary Lambert. The character I chose is Clyde Parker, who's played by Jared <laughs> Rushton. Uh, Clyde Parker is a hell of a name. Um, Jared Rushton, he he's a kid in Big. He's in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He, That's he's got I a face remember, that you can recognize from. him. Yeah. Right, right. So he is the the penultimate fucking bully, shitty, punk motherfucker kid yeah. <laughs> in this movie. He's really such a sleazy kid. And <laughs> he's terrible. Terrible he's, in the movie. He's horrible. horrible. Yeah, he's horrible. <laughs> and... His costume is the ultimate shitty kid costume because if you see in this movie, you know how much <laughs> of a fuck this kid is. So, like I said, to just to briefly touch upon the Halloween scene that is depicted in this movie, it is amazing. I mean, I agree. it's got a ton of atmosphere. It takes place in the pet cemetery. It's lit well. It's just great. So, we have our man Clyde telling the story about Gage, obviously from Pet Cemetery 2, around, again, like I said, a really impressive set. You got a bunch of kids drinking and smoking. 
and it's honestly the perfect the perfect fucking setting for a Halloween night. He's clad in a duster, a scarf around his neck, which he wears throughout the entire movie, a skeleton shirt, which is a really cool skeleton shirt. I've never seen the shirt he's wearing in anything. A dangling cross earring and a stocking over the top of his head, which earlier he's wearing over his face. So he looks like a robber or someone that's up to do something really shitty. He's also got jeans and boots like he's wearing Tim's. So, like, (laughs) it's literally the ultimate shitty kid costume. When you had to keep your rep of being the neighborhood bully punk fuck (laughs) and dress very ominously but not in actual costume, this is it in all of its glory. I would love to dress as this one Halloween, but I honestly don't think many will understand what it's from. And I think people will just think I'm going to rob them. <laughs> I do like the uh, uh, the and to, and to talk about. Listen, Pet Cemetery Two is a phenomenal movie. It's one of, it's my, like, one of yeah, my favorite movies. It's one of those movies where I think it's just as good as the original film. And oh, there's like certain things I like about it better. No, there, I agree. There are, there are, there are a few things in Pet Cemetery Two that I like better yep. than Pet Cemetery. And Pet Cemetery One's a pretty dark movie, but Pet Cemetery Two has like. One of the saddest deaths in it, and you know which one I'm talking about. And I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it here because I'm sure I know exactly I'm sure, what you're talking about. I, I'm sure we're gonna again, like you said, we're gonna cover it. We're gonna cover we this are. this at yeah. least the scene and go more in depth on the movie itself. But I just love, like, I wonder, like, when they were putting together, like, during the production, his costume. Why the fuck would they put like a pantyhose on his head, like? Like it just what? looks like a robber. I, like, is that what it's supposed to be? Like, I didn't take it as that. Like, I didn't take it as like, like I don't know that he's a it's robber. A like, it's just, kid. it's just like a pantyhose on his head. It's just sitting there, and I'm like, okay, you know, and this kid plays this role so good. Yeah, yeah, like so good, and. He's like smoking a cigarette and he's flicking his butts as he's telling the story. <laughs> he is one million percent believable as yeah. like the shitty bully. Yeah. So, I mean, hats off to him. He, he was great in this film. Um, again, we're going to cover this. So I don't really I don't really want to go into it that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not for sure. You know? I do, I do so, like, I do like how he hates cops, too, because of uh, what's yeah, I the characters. <laughs> Drew, Drew's dad. Considering what happens to him too in the movie, it's like, all right, like makes yeah. sense why he hates cops. He doesn't trust them. He's just a shitty kid who fucking hates five zero. So yeah, it's great. <laughs> he was shitty in Honey I Shrunk the Kids too, right? Yeah, he's, he's like a the little obnoxious little brother. Too. Yeah, like yep. I, I, it's funny because beside, but like outside of Pet Cemetery two, um, Big and Honey I Shrunk the Kids, I can't I'd think of any other up. movies. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna do it right now. I'm looking it up. I right can't now. think of I can't think of any other movies he's been in. Even recently, like those are the three movies I think of, and I think he's pretty shitty in all of them. Who does he play in Big? Is he is, is he the kid's friend? If I remember correctly, the kid th- Tom yeah, Hanks character. Yeah, he he's yeah exactly. That's exactly who he is. So, so here I have I have some tidbits for us. So <laughs> I totally forgot about this. He's a musician now. Oh, interesting. He's a former actor. He's an actor turned musician now. So he was in Overboard too. I totally forgot about oh, that. Oh shit! The, uh... <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, well, I haven't uh, watched Overboard in forever. Old. He's forty-seven. Yeah. Damn, time flies. It's hard to believe that. So that's like he was he's also like almost in. 50. 
He's also in episodes of Roseanne. He's um, yes, Murder She Wrote. He's in a whole bunch of stuff. So I mean, he's had you know a pretty decent. He's in Lady in White. He's uh, yeah, wow. Oh, Lady in White, another great, another great Halloween movie that we haven't yes. even. To- I don't think we've mentioned it much on the show. So that's another movie we're we're eventually gonna yep. have to cover because that's a fucking awesome Halloween yeah, movie. It is. So that was a good yeah, pick. That's that was that's a good my pick. first pick. Why are you Venkman? Because I'm Venkman. No, I'm Venkman. Why can't there just be two Venkmans? Because there's only one Venkman in real life. We planned this months ago. I'm Venkman, Justin Stans, you're Egon, and you're Winston. I specifically didn't agree to Winston. Yes, you did. I don't think he did. No one wants to be Winston, man. What's wrong with Winston? What's wrong with Winston? He joined the team super late. He's not funny, and he's not even a scientist. Yeah, but he's so cool. If he's cool, then you be Winston. I can't. Why not? Because, because you're not black. I didn't say that. You thought it. So, my first pick is the Stranger Things Ghostbusters costumes. So Commendable. It's a good one. Yeah. This is from uh, episode two from season two, and it's titled Trick or Treat Freak. Similar to your pick, I'm not going to go too into the episode itself because I also think this episode, I don't think we're going to go into any of our picks much today because they can all be covered on the podcast standalone because there's just so much Halloween goodness in all of these things. But in in the episode, uh, the boys, Mike, Dustin, Lucas, and Will, decide to go as the Ghostbusters. Because if I remember correctly, this season takes place during 1984, which is when Ghostbusters was released. Um, What I love about these Ghostbusters costumes is that they're homemade. Like when you yep. like when you the best look part at them, about them, yeah, you it, they look so authentic. It looks like yeah. kit, like they made them themselves, and they're yeah. all identical. You could see the tape, of. yeah. You can see the electric tape taped to the proton packs, holding yeah. like the little like like hose, fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. power wash, fucking triggers and stuff like that. It's awesome. It is awesome, and they and even I think Dustin makes a ghost trap, and I, I think there's like a quick scene where he's showing because this was the first season where they introduced Max. So yep. he shows her like, oh, we have a goat strap. And he opens it and the doors uh, of it flip open. Hold on. I got a tangent for you right here. <laughs> Do you remember prior to uh, Stranger Things uh, this season coming out? Do you remember Spotify was doing like a whole little gimmick where you picked music and then you would get chosen? Yes. Who, which, which Stranger Things character you yeah. were? Yeah. I got Max when I, when I did mine. I don't remember who I got. I, I remember the entire like Spotify would turn like it would go into the upside down too. Remember that? It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it was man, pretty cool. Strange. That was good man, marketing. I, people people shit on the marketing of Stranger Things being everywhere. I don't fucking mind. It's an awesome nah, I show. Don't, I don't mind it either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome it's, show. And I'm I'm going off on a tangent here too, but I see a lot of people talk shit like it's oh. Tangent corner. That's that's what Haunted Hangover is, the Tangent Podcast. The, ta- the but, Tangent Corner. <laughs> the Tangent Corner, there you go. Um, people always shit on like, oh, there's so much so much marketing, it's everywhere, stickers, posters, Burger King meals, all kinds of shit. But I think it's cool, and people, again, our age, talk shit about that sometimes. But dude, uh, Ghostbusters, but... speaking of Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles were fucking everywhere when we were kids. Like, yes, it was marketed were. the same fucking way. And so was, like, most other TV shows. Simpsons, all of it was. Simpsons, all of it. So, 
don't shit on Stranger Things marketing. No. It's fucking awesome. So going back to the costumes. So uh, again, I love how it's homemade. Uh, I, I love how they're wearing jumpsuits. And if you look, the jumpsuits are all different shades of like yeah, beige. Yeah, different shades of beige. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, so, and they have the little uh, um, what's it called? The uh, the name tags uh, sewn into it, and you could see it. Very mm-hmm. authentic. But my favorite, <laughs> my favorite joke about this whole Ghostbuster getup between the four boys is that I believe it's uh, Lucas and Mike both have Peter Venkman name tags that they sew- they s- sewed into their jumpsuit, and they're fighting about who's Venkman. And I just love how Mike is kind of an asshole, and he basically says that Lucas should be Winston Zedmore because he's black. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's just, it goes to show you like how shitty kids were. It's the most authentic, mm-hmm. I think, kids would be it's like definitely yo, you're, you're the that black happen. character because you're black right it's just kind of absolutely kind of shitty but it also it's like it's funny how they're like mike thinks it's cool to tell lucas that he should be this character just because of the color of his skin it's kind of it's so fucked it's a fucked up joke but honestly it, it it's innocent too because the you could tell they're in the show they're such good friends it's and something it's like, that would have happened yeah it's something sure. that would have happened in, yeah, in 1984 <laughs> and they're yeah. even like oh winston he's he's not the cool character he's the character that joins later on um in the movie but yeah the other thing i love about these about these costumes is i remember being a kid and wanting to dress up as a ghostbuster but that wasn't a costume that existed like yeah you could buy like the real ghostbusters proton pack but like i finding wanted that a, so bad i never got it either that's something we I have in common neither yep. one of us got it um nope but like even finding a jumpsuit like like that when you're that small is kind of difficult like a, a, a what is it coveralls that that small is just impossible like i don't remember ever seeing that even when I was a kid and wanted to dress up as like Michael Myers, like finding that kid size was just fucking impossible. So I, I do love that about it, that they're just these homemade costumes. And it, it's just it's something I would have wanted as a kid being a huge Ghostbusters fan. And it shows you like in 84 what a big deal the Ghostbusters were. So I always like and this and the, dude, this episode, uh, Trick or Treat Freak as a whole like i want us to cover it obviously it's very dense because it's stranger things i forgot about it to be honest oh dude that that it's it's some of the best halloween atmosphere and it's fucking stranger things so you know they're gonna nail that shit to a t but it's definitely an episode we'll have to cover because I, i i it's one of my favorite halloween episodes of a show in in like the last 10 years probably like they they just did such a good job and then you know having the boys dress up as the ghostbusters is just the cherry on top yeah oh and one thing i do want to add um the montage of the parents taking pictures of everybody yeah. that's a thing that's a thing yeah. my mom did it uh, you know i know parents that did it when i was a kid i remember vividly remember my mom <laughs> dressing me up as you know a vampire all the time and taking pictures so that was a thing very authentic you know ren you're like the enemy of fun it's called responsibility lewis you should try it sometime oh and your little penguin get up it's not gonna scare anybody oh really so my second pick 
is from Even Stevens, Season 2, Episode 12, A Very Scary Story. It aired on October 19th, 2001. So first off, I I love Even Stevens. It's a fucking (laughs) great show. You know, uh, this era of Shia LaBeouf is the best. It's just, you know, I, I would watch this show all the time when I got home from high school. Yeah. So I know that this show is probably marketed to like 14 year olds, but here you mm-hmm. have like a 16, 17 year old watching it. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a shit. It was a great show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I do like that it was aired during October. So yeah. I, I, I definitely, you know, I, I definitely give the show props. I did not look up who directed this episode, so I apologize about that. <laughs> so. Obviously, I'm talking about Louis Stevens, played by Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) And just before I go into this, this is strictly me talking about Shia LaBeouf, even Stevens era. I'm not talking about him now. I'm not talking about the fucked up shit that I heard he did to FKA Twigs. I'm talking about me being a fan of Louis... uh, I called him Louis Stevens. Me being a fan (laughs) of Shia LaBeouf. Up until that, up and until knowing what he's been accused of doing, because yeah. I personally find him to be an interesting person. I'm a fan of his work. I like his acting chops. Yeah. And like I said, this is strictly even Stevens era Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> our man Lewis is dressed <laughs> up as a penguin jockey, and <laughs> this, I believe, when I go into it, is the the. Uh, the precursor to this kind of costume because you see them everywhere now. So, yeah. So this Halloween special is great and so much fucking fun. I'm not going to get into the episode because I feel like we will cover this on the show in the future. And that's true. We're definitely going to cover this for sure. So the penguin jockey here, we have Lewis Stevens and his manic zany self wearing a propeller hat, a checkered jockey jacket, goggles and a riding crop which is the stick jockeys use to, to hit horses <laughs> and his legs are look like they're mounted on the penguin but they're actually the penguin's legs yes. so that's why I say this is definitely like what caused that trend of costume because mm-hmm. you see them everywhere now I agree, you do. So, they're all over the place they're super popular yeah. the, the costume is super silly and fun paired with Lewis's antics, it makes it that much better. I mean, honestly, it really does. Like, <laughs> he, he's such a great character. This episode is absolutely amazing. That's why I'm not going into it too much. But I will make one quick mention: all the costumes in this episode are a lot of fun, and especially it feels and oozes Halloween. You have Egyptian pharaohs, you have cavemen, you have sailors, Madonna, '70s girls, prison inmates. It goes on. <laughs> Every character, and even in the background, are dressed in a costume. Yeah. So, like, they really, they really did a great job making a Halloween special. And I feel like this is something everybody. I know that I'm going off on a tangent, but this is something that absolutely needs to be on your Halloween watch list because it's so much fun. I have a confession. I never watched this show. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I never, I don't know why. So, 2001, I was in high school. You were, you're a couple years older than me. So, I think I was mm-hmm. 14. I graduated high school in Yeah, I was 14 or 15. And at that point, I wasn't watching fucking Disney Channel. Like, I was, it's interesting because at that point in my life, I was all about like fucking horror movies and like music. 
So like I wasn't. I was too, but this is yeah, great. <laughs> it's weird. I don't, it's funny because I talk to people around our age, and some of them did watch it, and some didn't. So it's it's weird how you like loved it, and it completely mm-hmm. like fell under the radar for me. I don't know why. Again, it's probably where I was in life. Like I was 14, 15. I was all about listening to fucking Dia side and like watching <laughs> and watching uh Death fucking Metal can- watching fucking Cannibal Holocaust, like discovering all those movies, you know? Because that's when I was discovering all that like weird I feel like if you're like into metal, hardcore, whatever type of music, there's a certain point in your life when you're young where you're super fucking close-minded. Not everyone's like that, but some people are. And I think the age of 14 and 15, I was fucking close-minded where it's like horror shit and like my the music I was listening to. And that was basically it for like two years of my life, even though I did like other shit. But I feel like that's probably why I missed this show completely. Now, this episode... Uh, I will admit I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did skim through it because I wanted to see Shia LaBeouf's penguin jockey costume, which is amazing. I do, I do. It, it, it's almost, silly. It's almost like something a fucking burnout pothead would fucking come out, come up with. Yeah, it's it, it's, <laughs> it's really like silly, random shit. But uh, from from what I saw in the episode, it definitely looks like a great halloween watch like it is, so I, it is. I, I, I promise we you be, we will be covering it in the uh in the future but i do want to say one thing about shia labeouf he i agree with you he again i don't know all the drama and shitty things he did i i, I know about it a little um but as an actor he definitely got he became very eccentric Remember when he was doing yep. that weird shit where he was like watching all of his movies in a movie theater for like days straight, and there was like He's a live an interesting dude. Wasn't there like a live webcam on him the entire time? Do you remember that? I'm not. I don't remember. Oh, that. dude, funny, though. that's something he would do. Google it. He literally. I will. He he had a camera, a live stream set up of him sitting in a movie theater, and he invited anyone can come in and out of the movie theater. You just have to buy a ticket, and he sat there. And watched all of his movies up until that point, from like beginning That's to amazing. end. He and like it's just him sitting there, fucking like laughing at his own shit, falling. Like it was like twenty four hours or something, like thirty, like forty eight hours of him just watching his own shit. So he is a very, very strange and interesting guy. I, I was never one of those people that like hated Shia LaBeouf. I, again, I don't know all the details of no, like twenty twenty one. The shit We're talking he's about doing. the actor. I'm not talking about the person, yeah. the personal aspect of him. I'm just talking yeah. about him as an actor. Yeah, like, I like a big fan Nymphomaniac. He was great in that. Did you watch Nymphomaniac? Those two movies. I have not that seen La- that. Lars von nope. Trier. He was in that. He was good no. in that. Yeah, he was good in a movie. I forget the name of it. I watched um, where the act- actor had Down syndrome, and it was, it was the pe- oh the peanut butter peanut butter. Or, I forget. He Falcon? was great in that too. Peanut Butter Falcon? Is that what it's called? It might be. That was a great movie. He is a very good actor. You know, so well, I, I think he wrote that movie. Hold on a second. He might now, have produced now, it or, or wrote it. But now, now, now you got me going down a Shia LaBeouf uh, <laughs> wormhole here. And uh, yeah, but even Stevens, again, it's a show I, I, I definitely want to like I never revisit it. Be, I not revisit it because I've never actually seen it. But I do want to watch uh, the Halloween episodes. Now, is there is this the only Halloween episode in the series run, or were there uh, more? You know or what? you don't know? I can't. 
I okay. think there's a f- I think there's two. There's okay. two or three. Cause okay. there's another one where his sister Ren is dressed as um is it Mal- Mal- Maleficence? That Maleficent. Disney character? The Disney with the purple. Which she looks yeah, amazing. Yeah, okay. yeah, she looks amazing. So I I've gotta watch um, it. There's at least another Halloween special. I am curious to check it out. I- I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure we'll be covering one of them down the line. Just from what Absolutely. I saw, yeah. Just from what I saw in this episode, it, it looks like something that will be just right up my alley. I'm sure. I'll, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll it's enjoy fun. It. And the other thing I wanted to say was uh, Lewis's character plays into the costume so much, like, <laughs> yeah. like just how he is. It just makes the costume that much better. So yeah, his, his you know, character is like things just ridiculous, it, right? He's like yeah, annoying. Yeah, it's really silly. He's super silly, scre- screaming and shit all the time. I was like, just I yeah. like literally. I probably watched like half the episode. I was like skimming through it, and I was just like, this dude's like barking. I will say, I did chuckle at one part where like I think it's his sister. I'm assuming is like, oh, that's not a scary costume, and some dude walks in. And that's he's his like, brother. He, that's his, uh, like his, his older brother. And he jumps yeah, he, over the railing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like scared of. That was pretty funny because it was so fucking random. I was like, what yep. the fuck was that all about? But yeah, I definitely want to. Uh, I do want to check out the uh, Halloween episodes on the series and the series itself. You, you, you sold me on it with this episode, Dave. Perfect. Damn it. Hey, we need to find like a stupid dude to give us some candy. Whoa. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. Uh, what in the hell are you boys supposed to be? <laughs> I'm a nad. <laughs> I'm a dumbass. So, so my next pick, and the final one we'll be talking about on this episode, is from the Beavis and Butthead episode, Bunghole, Lord of the Harvest. <laughs> so... Yep. I, I love Beavis and Butthead. I I will never apologize for my love of Beavis and Butthead. Um, It's it's how I got into some of the music I love. I think I I heard of White Zombie for the first time through Beavis and Butthead. I I think I heard of the band Primus through Beavis and Butthead. If I can make one thing Uh that I have to tell you and the listeners... Yes. I met Mike Judge when I was like 11 years old. That's fucking cool. <laughs> dude. I have his autograph somewhere. I have a sketch <laughs> from him and an autograph from him somewhere. Dude, you have to find that one day and show it to me. I'm mm-hmm. so curious. That's fucking amazing. I met him <laughs> at a comic convention. Like, in the city. It was way before Comic-Cons. Wow. And I, my mom took me. I met Guar, too. That's it was, dope. It's crazy. <laughs> yo, yo, Guar and Mike Judd. That tells you uh, what time period this happened uh, during. Yep. So that's fucking. That's really fucking dope, dude. Proceed, but, Lou. But yeah, so so again, I, I've always loved Beavis and Butthead. It's one of those things I'll toss on from time to time if I'm editing or writing or cleaning. It's just stupid. It's dumb, I will admit. Fun story, I remember like my grandmother and I had like uncles and stuff. They'd see me watching Beavis and Butthead and I and like they had no clue what the fuck I was watching. They they, they would just do like uh, uh, the like this I can't fucking do it any justice, but they would just see it and be like what is this stupid show? Because all they did was fucking laugh. So that's all like my like grandmother and like uncles and shit thought of this show. My mother was like cool with it. I have another memory of being in like 
I think one of her friends house like one of her friends houses and they had kids too and we were in the other room just watching fucking Beavis and Butthead and the fact that Beavis and Butthead had a Halloween special makes it even better like that's what makes the show and like Beavis and Butthead fucking amazing and great now I, i'm not gonna go again not i'm not gonna go into the uh episode too much because i do want us to cover cover this i actually want us to cover this and do a live watch along because of how fucking like dumb it is <laughs> how all of our picks are things that we didn't think to actually no. cover yet so no, that's dude. what I, I love about this. <laughs> There's so much we haven't even fucking touched when it comes to like Halloween right. specials and movies and scenes. There's just endless amount of stuff. We'll be doing this for yeah. quite some time. So, <laughs> but yeah, so, so to set up the uh, the episode a little bit, because again, I don't want to go into too many details. Beavis and Butthead forget it's Halloween. They're just at home watching like a slasher movie and their commentary over it is fucking the best thing ever. And uh, they like kids start knocking on their door and they're just like, that's like the 10th time tonight. And Butthead's annoyed. They're fucking annoyed. They go to the door and they realize that it's trick or treaters asking for candy and they get the bright idea. They're like, oh shit, if we go outside, we get fucking free candy. Keep in mind, Beavis and Butter are two teenagers, so they're kind of past that point in life. So, so they go out and they go, they go try to go trick or treating. They don't have any costumes. They don't even know how to say trick or treat when they knock on the door. They just knock on the door and they're just standing there laughing like they always do, chuckling. And they're just <laughs> like, "We want candy, dude," and that's it. And the guy's like, "You guys don't even have costumes on," like blah blah blah. So they go back home. To, to put together costumes. And the ongoing thing with Beavis and Butthead is they're poor and live in this house with no parents. I don't even know how they pay the fucking mortgage yeah, or anything. Nothing is ever explained. <laughs> it's never explained. They just sit on this like fucking disheveled, broken down house, sitting on their couch, watching TV and watching music videos, which is the main thing Beavis and, and Butthead did. And they love did. metal. And they love metal. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're home. And... <laughs> This is this is the costumes. These are the costumes they come up with. Beavis puts a brief underwear on his head and tells Butthead he's a nad. A giant nad, which if you don't know what a nad is, it's a testicle or balls, basically. You know. <laughs> and he's just, yep. I just love how he's staring in the mirror and he's like, I'm a nad. I like over and over again. I'm a nad over and over again to himself. So then Butthead <laughs> walks into the room next. This is my favorite. <laughs> this is my favorite too. And he has a, a, a pan of hot nacho cheese and dumps it on his head. The nacho cheese had to be hot for some reason, burns himself and tells Beavis that he's nachos. That's it. He just pours <laughs> pours the fucking cheese on his head and tells Beavis that he's nachos. Now, I just love that like it fits the character so well because they're both oh, 100%. fucking idiots and that's what I always pictured Beavis and Butthead what they would dress up like dress up as for Halloween. I also like how later on they go. To, I, I forget the character's name. The uh, the neighbor, the the guy that's Mr. always Mr. Anderson. Mr. As yeah, Mr. Anderson. He's always fucking stressed out. And he, I think he he's asking Butthead like, "What are you supposed to be for Halloween?" And at this point, Butthead changes 
the yep. what his costume is, the and best. he tells him he's a dumbass. I'm a dumbass. Goes, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> While he's trick or treating, I just love how, I love how they fucking fail at trick or treating too. Like only Beavis and Butthead would fail at fucking getting candy and knocking on people's doors. It's the, the best. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> he's a. It is. Butthead, he's a dumbass. That's basic. He's nachos. He forgets he's nachos, and then he's just a fucking dumbass. But surprisingly, in, in, in this episode, dude. It's like a great Halloween special. Just kind of, and again, I'm not gonna go into it. I didn't what, watch the whole thing. Oh, dude, what what like what happens to them, and some of the settings, like what they're walking through, and some of the other characters' uh, uh, costumes and shit. It's it's a great fucking episode, and we're again just like the uh, even Stevens episode and and Stranger oh, yes. Things and Pet Cemetery too. It's another thing we have to we have to cover in the fucking future. Listen, were you a Beavis and Butthead? Coincidentally. Fan? Oh, of course I was. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, all four of these of our picks that these are taken from would make a great showing, like a great oh, viewing on a Halloween night. All four of them. What's cool about this episode, too, I was looking it up, because whenever you watch these, like, Beavis and Butthead shows, like, whenever you watch them on, like, streaming, they cut out all the music videos. But I, like, I, was, I looked up what was on it, and, like, there was an Alice Cooper video. Like, there were, like, Halloween themes, like, videos and, like, music videos sprinkled throughout this episode. So it's oh, that's, simil- that is cool. S- similar to the Elvira Halloween the special, Elvira we, covered, special. <laughs> we covered recently. It's like, fuck. Anytime uh, music videos are cut out of something, it's always fucking eliminated from, like, the rerun or the streaming version yeah. of it or whatever version is available now. So the, that kind of sucks. But, yeah. This is a great Halloween special, and it's short, too. It's only, like, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, the episodes were not long. No, they never were. Again, especially no. now, because they cut out all the music stuff, all the music videos, but it's it's so good, dude. Beavis and Butter are fucking amazing, and, and they're such a product of the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. they've tried to bring them back, and it just doesn't work, and, and that's because... <laughs> they're almost too risque for today even though south park ex- exists and stuff oh, but i think yeah. south park is way more fucking rated r than beavis and butthead way more they say way more fucked up shit but i still think that like, beavis and butthead you know they're such a product of that time and it even goes to show you like you you mentioning meeting mike judge in the 90s like mike judge i can't even think after like king of the hill i think he's directed a few movies but like i can't think of anything else he, else he's done but Beavis yeah. and Butthead, Beavis and Butthead rule. So, yeah, yeah, it does. What, one quick, best. one quick little, one little blurb about Beavis and Butthead. So I used to watch, like I said, I watched it all the time, and I would watch it late at night. Yeah, and I would like be super. It's like it was like a jackpot if it came on late at night. Like you <laughs> were watching, like, flipping through channels, and it was on. I always liked when they were in the actual world of Beavis and Butthead, not watching yeah. the videos. Yes, yeah. I've learned a lot of good music from watching the show, yeah, but me too. I always preferred when they, they were actually in the cartoon world. Me too. I always, I preferred, always wanted like, the, to see more of that. The storylines were always great. Like them at work. Yeah. We're in like them at school. Like, and everything, every time anything involving sex or any, any innuendo, they would just fucking laugh. I still say one of the greatest jokes is when they're in class and it's sex ed week and they can't laugh 
and they're learning about sex ed and the, and the teacher's like i think it was the gym teacher i forget his name he's like we're going to learn about the reproduction system and testicles and and, and vaginas just, and they can't so laugh. immature yeah, i know they're so oh. immature but it's fucking great dude fucking beavis and butthead they're, they're the best man they're the fucking best Classic. Uh, a national treasure both of those guys yeah they are <laughs> hi there howard here and I'm back to give a spooky shout out to this month's patrons. Big thanks to Arachnid Andrew R. and new this month, Bloodsucker Brian U. If you would like a spooky shout out on the show, be sure to join our Patreon. We currently have exclusive episodes of the podcast and plenty more Halloween goodness to come. You won't regret it. I'll catch you guys later. So those were some of our favorite Halloween costumes from a TV series or film. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Haunted Hangover, and be sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash hauntedhangover31. And if you can rate and review us, that'd be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze and nachos. Nachos, nachos. (laughs) (laughs) I Worst beavis uh, impression ever impression that's okay (laughs) later guys